get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. And to talk about a little free agency, but more MLB trade deadline as we're headed towards the All-Star break. He's one of my favorites. He's an MLB Network Insider. He's an NHL Network Insider. He's an all-around great guy. He is J.P. Morosi. J.P., how are you, sir? Alex and Alexa, uh, I'm doing great. Glad to be in St. Louis today. We've got a great matchup tonight with the Dodgers and Cardinals, so always love being in your great city, and especially this time of year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking with you about this Cardinals team, JP, but if you don't mind, I just toss one free agency question towards you in the NHL because I know you've got your pulse on everything that's taken place, and of course, the Blues, the St. Louis connection to a Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Goudreau, that uh, first pin to fall with Calgary. Do you think it's likely that we could see Matthew Kachuk donning a St. Louis blue note sooner rather than later? You know, that's a great question. I really think that with, with Goudreau and his situation, obviously it affects Kachuk in, in some way. And you start to dream about the future and what it could be to have Matthew Kachuk wearing the blue note in the future. He'd be a great fit uh, for this organization and certainly in the city. And obviously great news today on, on the Thomas extension too. So for me, there is, I think there is room the way the Blues have handled their cap, you think about, obviously, they had a choice a couple summers ago and Petrangelo moves on to, to Vegas. I mean, there is, a, there is a spot, I believe, in, in this team's payroll structure and the cap to make a move like that. And whether it's via trade now or, or free agency when he becomes available, uh, I, I do think the Kachuk piece is a, is a big one and one that I think uh, the Blues and Blues fans will be watching very closely here in the years to come. JP, good to talk to you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We want to switch our attention to the Cardinals. And honestly, there have been some names that have been thrown around in terms of the starting pitching market. And when you talk about Luis Castillo, you had mentioned that the Dodgers were interested. Trading him in the division would be tough. But what's a realistic name for starting pitching that the Cardinals could go out and acquire especially because they have a plethora of rookies, of prospects that could be going back in return? Yeah, Alexa, I think that fortunately for the Cardinals, there are a number of intriguing starting pitchers out there. And I, I do think I'll start with a few of the rental names that could be available. Jose Quintana, of course, it's in the same division, but for a rental, it's, it's probably not the same uh, impediment to making that move. I think he's had a really good year for Pittsburgh. Chad Cool under the radar, really good year for him with Colorado. I think he's a, a really intriguing rental name, as is Martin Perez in, uh, in Texas. I think, broadly speaking, we could still see some other pitchers who are under control beyond this year available. And one team I'm watching really carefully right now is the White Sox. And whatever ends up happening with uh, with their decision at the trade deadline, is there a way for Lucas Giolito to be available? I, I just think that that team has been... 
so mediocre for so long, uh, obviously with, with Tony La Russa at the helm there right now, they have some tough decisions to come. And if they consider pivoting towards selling, I, I do think Giolito is, is one option. I, I think in general, the Cardinals, they, they could use some more pitching help, but it's not an emergency right now where they have to go out and, and give up two or three prospects. To me, there's enough uh, supply out there of rental pitchers who probably aren't going to cost you a bunch that even if you don't get Castillo, I think whether it's Cool, Perez, uh, or others, Quintana as well, there's going to be, I think, a very valuable arm out there for the Cardinals to get, even if it's just a rental. JP, if you don't mind, uh, to touch on that Giolito one, because uh, our producer Tanner Hendrickson has brought that name up in the past. And look, the White Sox are a team that would have to uh, fall a little bit further out of things. But in all reality, what would a Lucas Giolito trade need to look like? Are we talking top prospects from the Cardinals or because that there's not as much control left on that, maybe it's not as much as you would think? You know, it's an interesting question, Alex. I, I think that you would probably have to see one of your top three or four prospects from the farm system going in that trade if it happens. Again, it's still relatively early in the game here, especially right. in terms of the White Sox. If they make that decision, they're probably not going to make it until the very last uh, last couple days before. And, but that's where I, I guess I would mention the name of Libertor here. He's on the roster now, but he's young. And so do, do you consider, if you're going to upgrade, I, I'm, I'm guessing a team like the White Sox, if they went down this road, would say, listen, we're not ready to give up on next year as well. So if we're going to give you Giolito in a trade, we can't be getting back two prospects who are an A-ball and are three or four years away. We would need somebody who's, who's close and able to make an impact, and so maybe that's where, where Libertor would be someone that you would talk about. I also think, broadly speaking, with the outfield and the, and the position players, I, you do wonder if, if they get everybody back around the same time. Um, is Yepes potentially someone that you would you'd move on from, depending on how things play out? Uh, there's going to be a crunch on playing time if you get Bader back by the end of July, obviously O'Neill could come back in the matter of today or tomorrow. So I think there's, there is going to be a crunch on playing time to where it creates some more options for you as long as the Cardinals and their medical staff are pretty sure that the injuries that O'Neill and, and Bader have been bothered by are, are in the rearview mirror as much as anybody could tell with, with health and injuries. But it just seems like both those injuries, or at least a series of injuries in the case of O'Neill, have kind of been nagging for a while, and it's hard to trade your deck until you're really sure that you've got what you need internally. JP, you tweeted on Monday that the Cardinals checked in with the Nationals, among other teams, in their search for offense ahead of the trade deadline. And, of course, we did our radio thing and <laughs> automatically said that Juan Soto was going to be joining the Cardinals. His feet were already on the ground. Um, but realistically, who from the Nationals could come to St. Louis and make an impact offensively? Well, Alexa, if that's if that's the case, and if it's Soto, I better get to the ballpark right now. You know, I better uh, I probably have to wrap up in a second and get to, over to the ballpark if it's Soto. But if not, we have a few more minutes. But no, I, I think uh, uh, to me, Josh Bell is interesting. Obviously, at first, and certainly the Cardinals have uh, a great first baseman and a great DH as well. But there might be some ways to kind of uh, utilize. I mean, he's not as as good of a fit because obviously Albert's been hitting here lately, and and perhaps uh, you, you certainly stay with Goldie at first base. So that's maybe not as natural of a fit. One name that I think is not getting as much attention as he deserves 
is Yadiel Hernandez in left field for, for the Nationals. He is someone that, that arrived to the major leagues late because he had a lot of uh, time playing in Cuba. And, and so he's, he's an older player with not a ton of service time. But he is someone that hits. And I, I like what he brings. He, he reminds me a little bit of uh, David Peralta in, in some ways. I think Peralta is another guy that I think could potentially fit for the Cardinals too, depending on how all these health situations work out uh, with the outfield. But I would say Hernandez is a name that doesn't get talked about a lot, but I think gives you a really quality at-bat. Uh, I, I would pay attention to him. He, he helps give you some balance there, left side. I, I just I like what he does for a ball club, and I think he's been a little bit underrated in Washington. So I would say that to prepare for that name and, and maybe think of if, if potentially Yadiel is someone who is talked about here as, as the weeks move forward. That's an interesting name, uh, JP. And I think the part that is so surprising to me was just a report in general of them looking into offense because I think all Cardinals fans just assume it's going to be starting pitching because that's their biggest weakness. And you know Cardinals fans, JP, like they look at it and they, as much as they want to believe in a trade, they also know that John Mosellock notoriously doesn't make trades. But when you've got a MVP-type season out of Paul Goldschmidt, when you've got Arenado and Edmund and Michaelis doing some of the best work that they've ever done, does this seem like a season that John Mosellock could say, like, we got to be aggressive here? I think so, and one of the reasons is, look, Milwaukee's got a good team, but they're not a team that I think is is a clear favorite in this division. They're a good team, but they're not a great team. Uh, They've got an excellent manager in Craig Council, who I think gets the best out of that group year in and year out. Uh, We've already seen some injuries with their pitching this season that makes them a little vulnerable. I, I just think that as, as time goes on, you know, Yelich hasn't really ever reclaimed that all-star type form, MVP form that he's had in the past. When you look at these rosters on paper and, and you say from now till the end of the season, which roster would you take if you had to pick one today between St. Louis and Milwaukee? I, I still might take the Cardinals. And you look at the rotation, and, and you're right. There, there's been some concern. Wainwright goes out there and does what he does every single start. It's amazing what, what he has done and what he continues to do. Michaelis, I think, has had a, a really resurgent season. Hudson, for me, has, has really emerged. I mean, obviously, you, you, don't, you don't get the strikeouts that you, you would like from him, and obviously he walks too many guys, but he seems to manage innings decently well. I think mean, Hudson, for me, is a, a solid third or fourth guy for me. And then I think you're really just hoping for better health from Matt and, and hoping that Hicks can give you a little bit more innings. But this is where, when you talk about these names that we just reviewed in the rotation, I don't, I mean, obviously anybody would love to have Luis Castillo, but I don't think they need him. I, I think that, that a Chad Cool gives them reliable innings, which is kind of what they need to slot in maybe the third or the fourth. And if, if Cool is your third starter, and if the top of your rotation goes Michaelis, Wainwright, and then you have Chad Cool, and then Hudson, and then some combination of, of Matts and Hicks, and obviously you hope that you don't have to give up Libertor. And you shouldn't, by the way, give up Libertor to get a rental. You shouldn't have to. So that's where I think you still have Libertor, you still have Hicks, you hope that Matt is, is obviously someone that you can rely on a bit more in the second half. So you get one rental guy and put him in the middle of the rotation, and you should be in good shape. You could even maybe take a chance on, on Noah Syndergaard. And that's where the Cardinals have the resources to pick up more of Syndergaard's salary than maybe some other teams do in the trade market. So utilize that financial wherewithal, make that move, bring in Syndergaard potentially, even though he hasn't really been missing as many bats as usual. You bring in Syndergaard now, and, and perhaps you use your financial ability to make that trade a reality as much as your prospects as well. 
Uh, that's a name that I brought up in the past, JP, also that, that I, I love. And it's also kind of like the White Sox. You just got to wonder what they do towards the end uh, of uh, going into that trade deadline. Final one before I want to let you go. And I just want to get your thoughts on this name also. Pablo Lopez, does that name, does it seem likely that he could get traded for how Miami is just kind of in the thick of things? You know, it's a, it's a really interesting name for me, Alex and Alexa. I think he's, he is an amazing pitcher. I mean, obviously he was one of the best in the game in the month of April and has had a tremendous first half overall. I'm a believer that if the Marlins move him, that it has to be a slam dunk, no doubt, win for them, where you would have to give up Libertor plus uh, to to make that deal a reality. I I think to get Lopez because of how valuable he is, is it Jordan Walker and Libertor? It would be some kind of extraordinary offer to get him. And I just think right now, if there's a team that does it, I just don't think it would be the Cardinals. I think he's someone that certainly the Marlins have to listen on because they're kind of stuck in the middle ground, but they're close enough with Alcantara, especially in how well Sandy is pitched. I mean, they've got the building blocks of a really good team. If not this year, then hopefully next year for them to where I would be, I'd be surprised. I really would be. I think from the angels, the angels to me are a much clearer seller than the Marlins are. And so if, if there's, if it's Syndergaard or maybe even one of the angels, more controllable arms, they have more profound needs from where I sit in terms of reshaping the roster and freeing up some money than the Marlins do. So I would say Marlins less likely than the angels and the white Sox. I think we will have to wait and see how things play out for them in the next 10 days or so. But my goodness, that is not the situation that Tony LaRusso thought he was going to walk into where all of a sudden Jose Abreu and Giolito and these guys are being talked about as trade candidates. Not at all. It's going to be a fascinating trade deadline if teams like that open up their uh, their rosters and start looking to make some trades. JP, it is always a pleasure to get to talk with you, sir. Thank you so much. Enjoy this one this evening between St. Louis and uh, L.A., and we look forward to getting chat with you real soon. Okay, sounds great, Alex and Alexa. Really enjoyed the conversation, and I'll, I'll get back to my prep work for today, which is actually rewatching that great post the Blues made about how to pronounce all the areas of <laughs> St. Louis in, in proper St. Louis English. I've been studying that like all morning. I sent it to my family members who are from St. Louis, and they've been laughing and, and sending it back to me. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. That was brilliant social media there uh, by Mike Caruso and his staff there with the Blues. The Blues do it right, JP. You yeah. are a hundred percent on it. Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> all the best. You guys take care. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.